Well, as you can see, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I am. Uh, let me see if I can get the camera in focus. I am. Hey, and I'm going to start with like 15 and not 10. Like, I'm not going to start at number one. I'm going to work my way up the list on the good. And at the bad, I'm going to start with number one and get it over with. All right. Well, you just told the whole world right. what you're going to do. Because oh. we are live. <laughs> we are live on you're River City Media. Uh, Outlaw, Outlaw X is live and in person. <laughs> that one goes on the blooper roll. So I'm glad uh, I didn't do something really stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy you didn't do anything stupid, really stupid. So yeah, man, uh, scratching some <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome, Morgantown Mark, Mad Mark, Mark the Angry Man. Mark the Mad Mountain Ma Man Mountain Mark. What's up, man? Much, man. Uh, we're having a little bit of audio problems, but hey, welcome to the internet, right? Right. I, I'm, I'm in. I, I'm rural right now. I'm in. I'm in a cabin, and Mark's in his neighborhood. So, Mark. Uh, I know you're not going to hear me good all the time, but let's kick off with your top 10 list. Well, <laughs> so my bad, my bad bands are 10 because it was just easy peasy, lemon squeezy, but my best, I've got 15 and I'm sorry, I, we said 10. So I can yeah, go I got the first five per quick. Okay. All right, so I'll go first. I was shocked, but I wasn't shocked because if you remember Brian Howe that sung for Bad Company. Yes. I got to see him in Knoxville. That cat blew the top off that place. So that goes right into number 14 for me, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Ted Nugent. And I don't mean like wango, tango, Ted Nugent. That guy sucks. I'm talking about the Penetrator Tour, 1984. Brian Howe came out unannounced and sung like eight songs and blew the top off that place. That man could sing. And then I've got I'm just going to go through my first five to get them over with. I've got at number 13, I saw Errol Smith with you in Knoxville before Janie got her gun. They were still coked out. He was spitting loogies on the stage and had a cocaine nose, and it was still good. And then for number 12, I got when you and I were there again, and it was for me, it was Metallica, the Black Album Tour, but I was disappointed because Alice and Chains had not, they canceled on them. And then number yeah. 11, and then we can start on our top, number 11 for me was Bob Seger. And it was not Bob Seger per se. It was his saxophone player who just passed away. My mom drug me up there to Knoxville. I did not want to go. Didn't want to hear that junk. And I left a big fan. That is a great band. So anyway. Well, um, you go. so I'm going to start with a shocker to my list. Can you hear me? Because I want you to hear my number 15. Yeah, I can. Perfect. Wayne Newton. I can hear you. Live at the June Jam, number 15. Full Vegas act, Wayne Newton brings his whole band out, and it is amazing. 
Amazing. Hey, I I, I don't want to knock. I don't want to cut you off, but we're having technology problems again. I swear to God, you said you liked Wayne Newton. Uh, Wayne Newton, number fifteen. What? Live at the Dune Jam. I would believe Fig Newton first. Uh, uh well, you, you, you're you're that something from that Dune Jam is also going to make my bad list. Number fourteen, out of the cell, <laughs> out of the cell, or rat. Uh, great show. That is my number 10. That was my my number 10. Okay. Did they open up for Billy Squire for you? Yes. Billy Squire is going to make my bad list. I'll just go ahead and preview that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wait wait a minute. I got to jump, but I've got Billy Squire, any Billy Squire concert. (laughs) (laughs) I have him at three myself. So there is co- there is concerts on my list that make the good and bad simultaneously. So hey, I got a question for you, and I've okay. been trying to wrap my head around this. What makes a bad concert? Because I love live music, and I'll basically listen to a polka band. What makes it for me is uh, when it's when I want to go home more than I want to stay. That and I've paid my money to be there. For me, I'm going to sound like a parent real quick, right? It's when I'm disappointed. You yes. know, these guys are supposed to be able to play an instrument. They're supposedly be able to sing. And then they That's get not- up there and you're like, I was better than they were when I first bought my guitar. Uh, I, I don't I'm with get you. it. And uh, these are I, professionals. So. I have the same band on my good and bad at different points in their career. So uh, more than one. So right. we'll get there. Um, number 13, I just saw two weeks ago, uh, Jelly Roll, Ballads of the Broken Soul. Uh, it was amazing. It was country, not rap. Uh, it is, it, it's my new passion. I really like that. That And a lot of that goes to my recovery side. And that, that speaks to some stuff that I've... Um, been through but it was an amazing show Uh, amazing i'm shocked again well i'm gonna bring some all right so uh number 14 or number number 12 kiss reunion now when i say kiss reunion kiss reunion ace freely peter chris on drums paul stanley and gene simmons the first of 27 reunion tours because one of the other go ahead who was your who was your opening act for that because they really went all out that tour to get great opening acts dude i may be wrong but i think it was judas priest and i the judas priest with maybe okay. Ripper Collins. i've got one for you on that uh yeah okay keep going I'm, i was curious uh, Seven Dust, 2019, we saw it together. Uh, number 11. Uh, yes, yes, I, actually. So I'm going to go down. I will go to number 10, and we'll start breaking it down a little bit. Number 10, the last in line tour, Ronnie James Dio. Oh, man, jealous. So jealous. So, uh, it was great. Uh, what's your number 10? So my number 10, you know, I was a huge rat fan. 
Yes. And I got to see them two. I got to see them two weeks after Out of the Cellar was released in Little Rock, Arkansas. Everybody there was to see Rat. Rat pushed the stage back five, or the crowd of Rat pushed the stage back five feet. They had to stop the show, play, quit playing, and have Rat just beg us to back off that stage. We pushed the stage. And then Billy Squire came out, and it was literally crickets, and half the crowd left. Rat had already blown up that much in just yeah. two weeks. It, um, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. That was uh, one of the better shows I've ever seen. So, drum roll number nine. What do you have for, for me? Nine? You were there. I'm still blown away with it. And I'm counting, and just let everybody know, in my list, I count opening acts. Because that's another reason I go see live shows. I'm hoping I'm going to fall in love with the new band. I'll have to admit, this music is a little too hard for me. It's very, I wouldn't say slipknotish, but it's like two steps back. And give you another little what was going on. We went and saw Seven Dust. And the guy standing behind us was double fisting two beers. Yeah, yeah. And he had a big, thick, thick, thick Cajun accent and says, Wait till you see my brother come out on stage. He'd be the yeah. bass player. And I'm like, Yeah, 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 your brother. Yeah, that's cool. Here, high five. They came out and boom. Yeah. And that, uh, fault lines. They're out of Cleveland, local act for us. I haven't heard much from them since COVID. I hope they didn't break up. I went and looked for them this afternoon. Uh, take, I can't find anything new. They It looked like they were on TikTok recording a new album. So okay. it looked like they were in the studio. They're amazing. They're so, not my type of music, but for a live act, holy moly. The crowd went nuts with those guys, too. So it was just an all-around great experience. That's why I want to go see live music. So that was my number nine. Number nine for me is Ozfest Pantera, and I oh never, my god, dude, uh, that was just unreal to see Pantera. So uh, and I wasn't a Pantera fan particularly at that point. But I, I, Ozfest helped me see a lot of bands that maybe wouldn't, I wouldn't have got to see just by going to that one show a year. It got to be that was the only show I would go to in a year, uh, believe it or not. So you get a lot for your money back then. You would. You go to. I'm sure Pantera blew them away. Oh, it was. Well, it was Pantera and then the reunited Black Sabbath. So it was pretty. It was pretty damn good, man. And, and and there was also maybe even an anthrax sighting on the same tour. So it was a pretty good show. Wow. So who's your number yeah. nine? I'm jealous on that one. All right. Who's so, your number nine? Okay, so I'm at number eight. And oh, eight. Uh, usually for me I don't go see I don't go see an act twice. Um but I have to say this, I've not been disappointed yet anytime I see Seven Dust. They got right. it together. Just uh, go listen to their new stuff if they do come to town because they're 
they're they're not a greatest hits tour right now, which I I appreciate that. They're playing new music. It's tight. Um, you can tell they're older, like we are. They brought some family on stage. I enjoyed that. The bass player's daughter came on stage, and I I actually thought that was cute at the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm just blown away with their musicianship, their production. They show up on time. They're not a, a diva act. They're there to entertain and get their money and get to the next show. I appreciate that. So it, it's rare that the same artist in this is going to show up, but this guy is going to make my top 15 bad too. So there's two bands that make my good and bad list. So I'm going to take when he was a badass and he owned Woodstock 99 more than Metallica, more than anybody. Kid Rock literally tore that place apart. So give me Kid Rock, the the ball did the ball, the California cowboy, the badass, not the drug dealing North Michigan kid, a straight stone pimp, Kid Rock, who a little foretelling makes the list later on when he turns into Bob Seger. But go ahead. Yeah, so I love the way they entered back in the day. I love the way they used to introduce him. It would be from the mean suburb streets of Detroit. And I'd be like, what? what? Oh, well played. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I've done your number nine, eight. So I'm going to go to number seven. Don't judge me. Not Ranger. Post, it was post Aussie. Brad Gillis was on fire. They were writing songs and they knew how to entertain. I could not believe I left there a fan. Don't judge me for liking their music. Okay, so I've got an honorary they, list. They had. I, I've got an honorary. They did. Go ahead. I'm messing with you. Sorry. Yeah. So I think that we, I think that you and I saw them together and it was on the Creatures of the Night tour with Kiss. And I think Kiss was kind of downplaying these guys. And I, I don't think they got the memo that that cat that was playing the guitar was Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist. Yeah. They came yeah. out of the gate. And I tell you what, they made it tough on Kiss. Matter of fact, I think right at, Right, we saw him in Chattanooga. It wasn't long after that they got kicked off that tour. And uh, you know, they'll say what they want that they were getting bigger. They got kicked off for being too good. Man, they I still remember that night. I was like, Who that crap is this? And, and I was you blown know, away. They make I have a, a list of people that didn't make my top 15. Uh, so I'll go ahead and say. Night Ranger is on there. I saw Night Ranger a total of three times. Great every time. Uh, uh, oh, you, they're they're professionals. You, you might hear about one of the shows later on, foreshadowing. Jesse's girl was on the tour. So, uh, yes, bad. That's painful. Uh, all right. That so, is painful. My number. My number seven, it, and it, it, it has to be a double billing to get the full effect. 
So I'm going to call this a a two headliner tour, uh, even though it was clearly a headliner. But I'm going to say Ozzy Osbourne's Bark at the Moon combined with Motley Crue's Shout at the Devil, the best Motley Crue has ever been. That's my number seven live show. And then you, I, I'm jealous because you got Motley Crue in their prom. And you got Jake Ely. Yeah. In his prime. And Ozzy just took You got you got a double whammy there. Ozzy just took the best bands out with it. Ozzy just took absolutely the best Back bands. Then. Yes. Yeah, now uh, how about number seven so, for you? Yeah, so going down my list, so does anybody remember Vandenberg who played for White Snake? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Adrian Vandenberg. Well, I got to see the Andrian Vandenberg play his own stuff. Holy crap. Now, what I really remember about this is kind of scorpion, kind of scorpions. They're Dutch. So the lead singer's English was not that great. He would introduce a song, and I think took your accent, and then he's singing English, and the guy could just belt. And then Andrian Vandenberg came in here, and you're like, I'll be honest. When I heard he joined White Snake, I was a little PO'd. I was like, "Well, they're in a good band," and I was correct. Uh, phenomenal. I still listen to that album. It's phenomenal. The songwriting's great. I already kind of knew about him beforehand, and then when I saw him, I was like, "I, I love his works." And I said, "He's got new stuff out now," and it, his hands gone down a little bit. So he slowed down and it's more melodic. And he's also a painter. I was blown away with that band. Uh, so, phenomenal. So I think this is the most shocking high rating that I have. Are you ready for this? This is one you're not going to expect at number six. Aaron Lewis of Stain, solo acoustic, maybe 500 people. Nothing but a guitar and not even a mic plays two and a half hours of acoustic music, and it was unreal in the Tivoli Theater. Unreal. So uh, I got a question. Hit me. Which Lewis did you get? You must have got the sober one. Um, there was a point in that show that he was so good, Mark. I almost, I wished we would have got the full-blown Aaron Lewis like this all the way through. I'm a, he, he I'm set a fan the, of him, and I, I didn't appreciate him going country, but I understood that's where the money's at, and he's got the voice for it. I'm a Stained fan. I love his voice. Yeah, I, I saw Stained. I, I like his, his song structures. And uh, a little tidbit but for him, he learned, he self-taught on singing, and he taught himself literally in the shower. Phenomenal so, voice. I thought Staying Live was a pretty good show. And let me tell you the moment that stayed with me, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, do you know that, what's that song, It's Been a While, the Staying song? Yep. He took the microphone and he said, I want you to hear this. Because I want you to hear this the way I wrote it. Took the microphone, set it aside, and he said, everybody just stay with me. 
and sang that song with no effects, acoustic guitar, like wow. our friend Steve Eirich used to play in the yep. dorm. And Bless he said, heart. I want to see, I want you to hear this the way I wrote it. And it brought, I, I'm getting, look, man, if you could see it, I have chill bumps right now. Stain, when I saw Stain live, was a little bit too mosh pissy. I was about to get my ass yeah, kicked in a prospect. Yeah. So I'm not really, and I had saw them on the front side of a, um, of a uh, Judas, not a, an Iron Maiden show. So it was a rowdy crowd anyway. It was a strange bill. Wow. So I didn't really appreciate it. But number six, Aaron Lewis. I, I hate to say it, man. I was wanting to go to that show. And right before then, there were so many YouTube videos of him being just trashed on stage. He was, was like, he was so, he was so on that night that I, I I'm glad he was on. Cause I really liked the guy. When I started my list, so, Mark, when I started my list, he was number one. I found some stuff I and I moved him down that I moved him down to number six, just because that everything in my top five, I think carries, not only not only music importance but it's an important place in time so and for an important place in time and an important place of time for you i mean yeah. live music is an experience right right and uh you know i hate to say it when i go to a show i said man i hope my life's going good right then and hope i'm in a good mood and i hope work's not screwing with me i want this right you know because i want to soak it up yeah i'm with you all right well that's my number six where are you at Okay, so my next on my list is kind of weird. It was Creatures of the Night. And there was a whole lot going on. Creatures of the Night Kiss Tour, 83. I was going to see Ace Freely. Right. And right before the show, they announced that he got in a car wreck and filling in for him was a guy named Vinnie Vincent. Right. I'm like, man, I came here to see Ace Freely. Holy crap. Eric Carr and Vinnie Vincent should have told Stanley and Simmons to pack Stan and gone and done another band. Holy crap. Kiss got hard. Kiss yeah, got fast. I... Kiss got loud. Paul Stanley's tongue was hanging out because Vinnie Vincent played so fast. It was nice hearing those songs play good and fast. Finally. You, like you know... I struggled with now, um, and my daughter is a Kiss fan now. Thanks to you, we have Kiss up on the original Kiss. <laughs> um, I'm a Kiss fan. You were a Kiss fan back in the day. I struggled with which show. Yeah, I'm not a what, Kiss fan now. They can actually Kiss not. Well, they're going to make the list again. I struggled with what oh, yeah. Kiss, what Kiss show to put on this list, and I came up with the reunion tour just because. That felt special, but those first non makeup shows and the Creatures of the Night tour, that little 1982 through 88 segment, is one of the best segments of Kiss's career. So, I'm with you. That that almost made my list. All right. Yeah. So speaking of that, I saw Kiss on their Dynasty tour, and I was a kid. Kid. I mean, my folks took me. Yes. Even then, I was like, hey, I'm seeing Kiss, man. And it was like, this kind of sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, why does this suck? It was just after the solo albums, and they couldn't let go. 
It was like, I got to yeah. play my part. You play your part. And I was like, this? Where's the and, band? And Dynasty may the be the worst. coming off, and I got to see it. I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like well, it. Well, I'm going to tell you, at number five is a band... It, it, it's a moment in time. And it's the fact that I can, and I, you may have seen this tour. I went with our buddy, Andy Wade. We remember Andy from high school, him and I went to Knoxville and Chattanooga back to back nights. And, and it's not the significance. It is an Aussie tour, but it's the significance of seeing Metallica with Cliff Burton twice on wow. that tour. And it's just the fact that, uh, I saw Metallica the way Metallica was meant to be, be. Cliff Burton was such a huge part of that band. And it's something, it's a moment in time I, I cannot separate myself from. Uh, even though I, I think I'm, I, I'm jealous because back, back then I was not a Metallica fan. I just thought it was four guys playing as fast as they could. I didn't get on board to kind of ride the lightning justice for all that yeah. era. Uh, I finally took the time to really listen to it. Uh, and it's funny. I went right back from that to the original album and I found an original copy with Dave Mustaine on it. Right. And, uh, and uh, Dave Mustaine singing some of it. And then I draw, I was a fan and that's how I became a Megadeth fan. So it's really so, strange. Kind of it's really strange though. I, I love Jason Newstead and he got so screwed over in that band. But when God, you man, I hate it. For, I, yeah, it was horrible what they did to him. But when you sit back and see, punch. you see what that Cliff Burton was the leader of Metallica. That was Cliff Burton's band, and after Cliff Burton yeah. was gone, there was such a void of power that I think the corporate industry kind of consumed Metallica, and then. It never was the same band. So, moment in time, uh, Ride the Lightning, yeah. Cliff Burton, and Metallica. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and this usually gets people riled up, because I don't like hearing, well, what if he lived? Well, I think if he did live, he would have left Metallica. I really cannot convince me any other way. He would have left. He'd have had enough of their crap. And you probably would have got something that was a little bit more melodic. Uh, or you wouldn't have got the blackout, but, but, or he would have kept such a hand on James Hatfield and Lars Ulrich. And Lars. That, I think he'd have pounded Lars in the back parking lot and told him to shut up, little man. Right, right. I'm right. pretty strong about Metallica one way or the other. Yep. So, and, and, and Dave you ready for my next one? Dave Mustaine's going to make this list at some point. Go ahead. So this is weird, man. I feel very blessed to be here that night. I got to see the Fred Durst Project. And Fred Durst is from Limp Biscuit, And I went like, I may go late to this show. Because the way it was, it was the Fred Durst Project. They had a white piece of paper on the door. The Fred Durst Project is opening. And you're like, who the crap is the Fred Durst Project? So I'm going to go into two different ones here. It was the Fred Durst Project. Then it was a house local band called Kind, like Kind. And then it was Stephen Piercy on his solo tour. I went there to go see Stephen Piercy. So the Fred Durst Project turned into Puddle of Mud. 
before they were signed. They were loud as fuck. They were so loud, my head rattled back and it hurt. And you saw everybody in the crowd like, oh my God, I thought I was going to throw up. The house lights come on. Stephen Piercy is parked on the sidewalk, comes out of his tour bus and goes, turn it down. <laughs> so that's always stuck with me. And when they turned it down, we finally got to hear them. And they were great. Wes Borland or Wes Moreland, what is that guy's name in the lead singer? Wes Borland. Not drunk. Wes, and he nailed it. And you knew that you were about to see a big act. So I got to go right into the next one. The next one on my list is Kind. And you're like, I never heard of them. And you never will. They broke up. They opened up for Stephen Piercy. They were so good. Stephen Piercy all night with his running joke would look over to the crowd with a mind and go, who were those guys? Like from, uh, you know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance yeah. Kid. And he just kept dropping and the crowd would laugh. Because the crowd already knew these guys. So I've got it queued up. I've got to play just a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. If it, uh, let me go to it. So my computer's not the fastest, but it's worth it. Open with. So let's try it here. So anyway, these guys, let me turn it up. And they've got some cheesy sound effects. So I don't want to play too much so that way we don't get in trouble, even though they broke up. But dude, it was like it was like Alice in Chains meets corn meets somebody else. It was amazing. So I don't see you anymore. So if, if people can still hear me, this band kind. He got he looked like Billy Idol. He jumped all over the crowd and he it was fantastic. I don't know so why like you can... I was telling the crowd the guy Yeah, so the guy looked like Billy Idol. He had the punk hair. He was dance like him. And you're like, this is cheese bolly. And as soon as he started belting it out, it was like Alice in Chains meets Limp Biscuit meets I wanna say a little bit of corn and stained. Why they didn't get signed, I'll never know. I still listen to them daily. Um I was just blown away by an act you never heard of. And that's another you know, reason I love going to live shows. There's a lot of bands you'll never see get signed. So it, it's amazing. It's amazing when you see those bands and then you go, Wow, wow. Why so aren't they signed? Why aren't they bigger? Yeah. And you were we were watching Puddle of Mud that night before they even had a name. You're like, these guys are gonna get huge. But the guys that went on after them. Blew them away. They were so good. Stephen Piercy kept bragging, going, "He came out before he ever started singing." That's a, I don't know how I'm gonna I don't know how I'm gonna follow that. Everybody needs to get a drink so I sound better. Yeah, <laughs> and he was a great entertainer that night too. And that's when I realized who was rat. Other than Robin Crosby, it's Stephen Piercy. Don't kid yourself. Uh, so, so how many more you got left? Two. You got two I've left. got two, and I am not okay. gonna believe what I'm about to tell you. All right, let me go. Let me get down to two. two. Let me get down to number. Let me get down to two myself here. So I got two to go. Oh my God, I did it again. I don't know why I keep doing that. I don't you make me feel better. <laughs> That's why you do it. Um, 
Number number four. And, and this was probably the point I fell in love with music, period. So Darren Cochran, Brad Jenkins, and I take off, go to Knoxville, 1982. Brad's the only one that's got a driver's license. And we see the Diver Down Tour. That place was so full, wow. so stuck. 1982, Civic Coliseum, 16-year-olds and drunk. And the real Van Halen and David Lee Roth, when he was still audible, um, it was unknown. Number three. And, and this. So let me get this straight. You saw Dio and Van Halen? Yes. Yes. You suck. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you went home. You went to Arkansas in the summers. I think both of those shows were in the summer. Um. Number three is kind of strange because it sucked so bad until this happened that I may over, I may be over uh, uh, rating this band. I went to Crew Fest because Megadeth and Godsmack were both there. Dave Mustaine was suffering from a neck, a bad neck. He came out and played about 15 minutes with Dave Ellison and was like, I love y'all, but I got to go. And then Crew Fest came, crew, I mean, uh, uh, Godsmack came out and played its full set, not not the Crew Fest set. And then Motley Crew, right. uh, foreshadowing, you will hear from again on the other list, plays a damn Pow! whole show, whole 24th, 25th anniversary of Dr. Feelgood, which I don't like anyway. So in between a sick Dave Mustaine who did his best and the most horrible cruise show I ever seen was this two-hour perfection in Godsmack. So that's my number three. You got Godsmack. You you did all right. So yeah, yeah. jealous of that too. All right, here we go. So, all right, my number two. You ready? Yes. All right, I got to start with a joke. How do you know you had sex with Willie Nelson? <laughs> I don't know. When you leave his cardboard box, <laughs> it's homeless. It looks like a homeless guy. I got it. I was blown away. I got drugged to it as a kid, and I was like, man. And then I left there, you know, whiskey bent and all that, not all that. I didn't Can go I buy a cowboy hat, but I had a good time. Can I tell you my Willie Nelson story? He played at the Lookout Stadium, and I was in the Chattanooga downtown jail, and I could look out my window and see a Willie Nelson show. So I saw Willie right from my cell. That's a country guy- song, dude. Oh, God. I'm like, I was in jail listening to Willie. <laughs> True story. With my dog. I saw Willie out the glass with <laughs> Oh, there's Willie. I saw Willie for prison. Yeah. Living oh, the dream. Man. Yeah. Living the dream. All right. Number two. It's <laughs> number two for me. And it's, uh, again, a moment in time that Iron Maiden put out a, a greatest hits album somewhere back in time that show they kind of put the whole first part of their career 
together in like a full story show. And it was the first time you ever seen Iron Maiden come out and just, you know, they always had a kind of a, a little bit of a stage show, but I'm telling you, they had everything. And Bruce, this is also after the Bruce Dickinson out in right before that. So at the time I thought Bruce Dickinson, I, I don't, I didn't know if I'd ever see Bruce Dickinson again, cause he was, basically out of the band publicly, but he was still performing. And uh, I didn't have, I didn't have high expectations. And if you've ever seen Iron Maiden live, it is a wall of sound that will deafen you. I've seen them four times and I just, I debated on which Iron Maiden show to go with. Iron Maiden live is a different experience because of the three guitars. It sounds different, it feels different, and it is amazing. Also, The Undertaker was at this show, so that adds a little bit to it. So, well, I got to tell you my Bruce Dickerson story. So, you remember McClellan Gym at UTC? You could go in there anytime you want. That's when we were students and go shoot basketball. So, I went in there yeah. to go blow off some steam, and there's Bruce Dickerson warming up to go fence. And I was like, oh, it's Bruce Dickerson from Iron Maiden. Oh, <laughs> I was an idiot. Well, they were um, playing in town. Like I, I, I became an Iron Maiden fan later in life. I really found Maiden after the height of their popularity. Uh, are you hearing me okay? Because I had to take my headphones off. Are you hearing me? I can hear right. you. Okay. I found Maiden much later in life. This tour, I was probably in my 30s during this tour, man. So it's not like when we were kids, wow. I was this huge Iron Maiden fan. I was yeah. an Iron Maiden fan. I was an Iron Maiden fan. I, I became an Iron Maiden fan through playing a video game, an Eddie video game that had Iron Maiden music on it. And I listened to it for hours and hours. And I, then I started buying CDs. So, Iron Maiden kind of sucked me in through that video game, which Eddie was this, it's kind of like a, one of those first person recruit shooters. Like you remember that Wolfenstein yeah. video that it was just one of those, but it was the greatest marketing ploy ever. Cause it was about a three hour video game, which was nothing but Iron Maiden music. So, and I played it hundreds of hours. So I really love wow. Iron Maiden. I would have. So, I'm not an Iron Maiden fan. I've been over there. It's I, I, funny I what we it. like. I came to it late. So, who, who, who you got number two? Or number yeah, one? I, mean, I, I skipped on you because I had two bands at the same time. So, my number one, I cannot believe this, was ELO in 1979 was my number one. It was their UFO tour. They had a clam-shaped stage that when they opened opened up and then there was their orchestra band and it wasn't at that time it was elo it wasn't jeff lynn's band it was everybody was in it they wore tuxes they played cellos it was an amazing i saw some video of them later in life and they sucked so i caught them right at their peak and this is before they really got radio friendly too. So That's awesome. I was man. blown away with the live show. And they had lasers for the first time. 
it was the stage show that blew me away. And I was a huge Kiss fan at this time. And they made Kiss look like clowns. It's, I saw Kiss like a month later and I was like, eh, so what? It's funny. So that's my number uh, one. I was driving up here today. with I'm up in the mountains with my daughter and her friend, both 11-year-old. You know what we listen to all the way up here? Super Tramp and ELO. It's crazy. It, that music's almost making a comeback. I'm actually a Super Tramp fan. I think that's yeah. a great band. Yeah. I yeah. think the well, great voice, great bass playing, drums, guitars, harmonies. ELO. Um, who who would have thought? Super Tramp's been sampled. That song, uh, my girlfriend, oh, yeah. has been sampled in a, in a current hit song. So these kids are going back yeah. and listening to that stuff. And I was right, thinking, man. why did I like ELO back then? They were kind of at the same time like the police a little bit. Yeah. Before they got before they figured out radio play paid the bills better. Uh, music um, sucked. They were great bands too. Time. There yep. wasn't a lot out there. All right, man. No, there was a dry period. My number one is a dual. I'm going to tell you the second band. And it's a band that some people hate, but I love. Uh, Suicidal Tendencies was the opening act. And uh, I I went and never heard Suicidal Tendencies. And they were great. I'd also never heard of the headliner. And I went with a friend of mine who's like, if you hear them live, you'll become a a fan. I'd heard a couple of tracks. But this was 1992. I was out of college. I was working. My buddy kept saying, you got to go see, you got to go see. Here, I bought you a ticket. We're going to Atlanta to see Megadeth. Countdown to Extinction. Wow. What an introduction. And Megadeth. It was. Was it the Rest in Peace tour? Yes, it was. It was. Golly, dude. You hit them at their prime. Yeah, and it was. Wow. It was. Dave Ellison, it was the band. It was what they had put together. It was right after, well, it's the band he put together that he almost put together with the Paul brothers. So, um, right. It, it was amazing. That was amazing. a tight band, too, dude. It was. And, you can go you know, back to some YouTube footage. You can go back some YouTube footage back to that era, and it it is not aged. Let it me is tell not you, who, who don't get credit enough to being an amazing guitar guitarist is Marty Free. He, he, he is just an amazing, amazing. He's kind of like Buckethead. He's really weird and cranky, and you don't really get him. And this guy's up here playing with a KFC bucket on his head. Marty Free seems so out of place in that band. But have you well, caught up with him and seen what he's doing now? He's in Japan, living the big in Japan, life. and he is big in Japan. Yeah, he's huge. So he went after that. He knew the market and went after it and chased it and got it. TV uh, celebrity, all that. Writes writes uh, writes a lot of things for New Japan Wrestling, which he makes a ton of money at. So and he's on game shows and yeah. Hey, it's the so weird. Thing about it, I counted about six of these top 15s we went to together. So yeah, I know. Uh, that's a lot of lot of lot of lot of road we went down together. So you, I can't ready? believe we remember them. Uh, yeah, what? you ready to get into the bad? 
I'm going to start with my bad. I'll go. I, I just remember trying to go to that Aerosmith show. My car just trying to crap out all the time. Jesus, that was bad. <laughs> and then the CB radio. We cannot go into that. <laughs> no, no, but I remember <laughs> there was one point we were making a choice between the radio and headlights, and we chose the radio. You were like, my fog lights will get us we, home. Uh, so, all right. I'll so, real you- quick, I, and I hate it. I, I hate inside jokes, but just to let the audience know, the radio went out. I keyed up on the CB, and I said something very derogatory about truckers. In the middle, it was of a it. it was a laugh fest all the way for fifty miles to Knoxville. Yeah, all the comments got, that we got back. Yeah, we got, got called everything, and we were anonymous. Hey, somebody got oh, it was great. It wasn't us. Yeah. <laughs> I told the guy, I told the truckers we were in a white Subaru when a white Subaru went by and they tailed him all the way to Knoxville and left us alone. So right, anyway, I'm going to start with some bad freaking experiences. I'm going to right, so are you? Go ahead. You may go right. one through, 15, go. Through, 15 through 11. The mighty, mighty bass tones that were running around, opening up for some good acts, and God Almighty, were they. Did you get, did somebody put a gun to you to go see that? No, I forget. They opened up for somebody pretty decent. I mean, I won't, I, Mark, I may be wrong, but I think I went and seen Joe Sacciani to see that they opened up for. See, that's uh, another show I couldn't go to. I love Joe Sacciani, but a, a bunch of, that's going to get old in about 10 minutes. All right, you ready? Yep. Maybe the one of the worst musical bands I ever seen, the Deftones. God Almighty, was it bad! I can see that. Uh, I can see that. I've got a feeling they're a studio band. Uh, yeah, they're studio something. <laughs> studio stink. Yeah, number thirteen. <laughs> Uh, my, our buddy Cliff Eason, his girlfriend was like, I want to go see Rick, uh, Rick Springfield. I, and, and, and he talked me into going because Night Rangers. I bowed up. out of that one. I was like, nope. So Rick Springfield <laughs> and Jesse's girl can just kiss my. I, I hated it. <laughs> Number 12. Number 12. I've already had Kid Rock on my good list. Bomb diggy diggity bomb bomb a diggy 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 ba bomb. Two hundred thousand people bouncing up and down. Kid Rock in Nashville go over about ten years ago and was like, "Hey, I want to see Kid Rock. He was so good." I literally was sitting there going, "He can't play one more bad song." Right when he brought Cheryl Crow out on stage. I mean, do you think he was trying to get in her pants? Because I was like, what the crap? Why? He went from making my top 10 in 10 years to being like, it was like Bob Seger singing. Somebody was singing Bob Seger karaoke. It was horrible. (laughs) Number 11. The band is so bad, I can't even remember their name. It was one moment in time or one moment at a time or something. You was with me. You talked about our boys 
from Fault Line. This band was after Fault Line and in between Seven Dust. And my dog has made better music um, when he's been hit by a car. It was horrible. Pretty Boy Fred's what I called him. Yeah, it was bad. had all the looks and none of the skill. It was bad. It was got freaking awful. They should have had a, a hook and drug him off the stage. Yep. All right. They check my... they check weapons at a concert for a reason. There is my um my fifteen to eleven. So fire us all. I'm just going to go through my top 10 and let you get back because mine are fast, down, and dirty. So number 10, worst, any Ted Nugent concert. I don't want to see a grown man in a loincloth. I don't want to hear the great lyrical content of Wango Tango. Pack sand, pal. You're out of here. Number nine, Sammy Hagar, the Red Rocker is a red rum drinker. That guy was stoned. He'd introduce a song, and then the band had to keep up because he would introduce heavy metal, and he was playing I Can't Drive 55. He definitely drives drunk. Number eight. Any, any Billy Squire concert. I, I'm surprised that one's low. My back was the pink concert, the live, let, live, something live. Well, I don't know what the crap it was. It was pink. The worst part, his drummer drops a drumstick and goes out and grabs Billy from the behind, you know, behind and act like they're doing something on stage. And I'm like, that was disturbing. Very, very disturbing. I'm still, I'm still traumatized, though. I was verbally raped. I was visually raped during that. All right. Number seven. Rage Against the Machine, right? No, I saw Tom Morello solo. (laughs) That was the most ill-hated crowd liberal hating crowd they fought they pushed they shoved they were rude the next weekend i was at a seven dust concert everybody was cordial buying a stranger a beer the tom morello so the crowd was bad enough tom morello put on a karaoke show with video in the back with people singing while he supposedly played the guitar i think one time it wasn't even plugged in number six I, don't, I, I went and saw Alice in Chains. I don't have them on top 10. I hate to say it. Lane wasn't pl- singing, so it doesn't count. But I did. I love Alice in Chains. I went and saw them with the new singer. But what really killed us, It was I remember it to this day. It was a band out of L.A. called Fever 333. I don't know what that meant. I do know what I saw. Remember Wendy O. Williams from the Plasmatics? Yeah. She's dead. Bless her heart. This woman looked like Wendy O. Williams cracked out on meth and sang like it. Jerry Cantrell needs to be shot for bringing her out. What really shocked me is they drugged this skank all the way from L.A. to wait 45 minutes of my time. I'll say this. The BJCC in Birmingham had to sell a record number of beer that night. It was god-awful. Number five. Oreo Speedwagon. Oh, and I hate to say it, I've seen their ass twice. That I hate them. All right, number four, Charlie Daniels. And I saw it. Now, here's the bad part. I saw him for free. It was a block party in Chattanooga. I'm like, man, I'm going to go see Charlie Daniels. 
this was when the just say no drugs crap was going on. So all his stuff about smoking pot and drinking, he stopped it. He stopped it and started telling people don't do drugs. And you're like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It was God awful. Number three, another free concert. I got the, I got blessed by seeing the Georgia freaking satellites. I hope they do go to space. They were God awful. They were free and they got booed. Number two, Judas Priest. I got the fortunate experience of seeing Judas Priest before British Steel. If you feel bad about your life, go play some early Judas Priest. They're it's bad. Awful. It is awful. So number one, I've got to tell you the story. You might have been there. I don't remember. That part of my life was a blur. I went to go see Ted Nugent. <laughs> it's I'm like, yeah, okay. But opening act, Bon Jovi. We're like, what's a Bon Jovi? I'll go find out. We get up to the to the doors that says Bon Jovi canceled. They didn't even like Ted Nugent, and they dropped out. They weren't in a big act yet. So he grabs this band called The Nerve out of Nashville. Our buddy Travis is drinking green label Jack Daniels. There's a bongo player. I swear to God, a Ted Nugent concert with a bongo player. Travis throws that Jack Daniels bottle, and it's slowly, slowly, slowly going to the stage, and the spotlight's now carrying and falling the Jack Daniels bottle. It nailed the lead singer, knocks him cold out. House lights come on. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to jail. All my buddies are going to jail. Ted Nugent comes out and says, man, the nerd was getting on my nerves. I'll be right out. I got to see two bad acts that night. There's my, there's my rant. And the reason I'm so mad about this stuff is I paid good money to get screwed and sit there and hear really bad music. I can hear bad music at the house. So anyway, all right. so it's all yours. Here's my list, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, and there's, there's reasons. So, I'm gonna start with a band I love that took too many drugs and now think they're something they're not. I don't need to hear a 17 visit minute version of Ramblin' Man. Almond Brothers, <laughs> play the damn song and cut it off. I don't <laughs> 17 minutes of rambling, man. I broke up with a chick on a road trip because she put on the Almond Brothers. Number nine. Do, 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 do. Five hours later. Do, 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 do. So I had a girlfriend at the time that went that Woo. loved this band. And she was like, I've been to so many metal shows with you. Just come one time and see the Grateful Dead with me. No. Let me tell you about, me tell you about no. Hours. Yes. No. Three hours, three hours of music that you couldn't chart because they played notes that nobody's ever heard of. How about this? Wait a minute. The crowd <laughs> dancing around de, 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 and wearing everybody had on the tie dye uniform. Yep. I hate hippies. Nope. So number eight, I got. This was between a Skinnerd reunion show who had Ted Nugent opening up for him. They said the middle band was Gary Moore. 
I thought it was Gary Moore, like the Gary Moore classic yeah. Gary Moore. You know? Uh-uh. This was some dude that had good hair that didn't know what a note was, and he would flip it wait around. Minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You sure it wasn't Gary Bored? Yeah, it was horrible. And, and he's between Nugent and Leonard Skinner, <laughs> and he's out playing Pretty Boy Rock. That crowd hate him alive. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I love a good echo. Number seven, the much talked about the nerf. So, I, you know, I've got some good stuff coming up if I got them at seven. Number <laughs> six, my friend knew I loved Kiss, gave me a ticket for my birthday, $180 seat. And I'm like, how do I tell him no? My girlfriend at the time said, you can't. I had to sit through two and a half hours of Tommy Thayer in Ace Freely makeup and was like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up in this popcorn bucket. God bless his heart. He thought he was doing something for me, but it was horrid. And it was that it wasn't Ace Freely. You know I'm sorry. You just don't understand. It's, it, it's I don't want to see it. All right. The next one I worked in my stay in Fort Payne, Alabama. They were, I worked at several June jams. Like I talked about, I worked Wayne Newton. They yelled at me Wayne one Newton. night and they said, Hey, we've got a young country star on stage one. Somebody needs to run sound stage sound for him. It's up and comer. Maybe you want to do it. I went over there and I, I said, sure. What's his name? His name was Billy Ray Cyrus. I you know, Ray, you I, know what you should have done. If you love society and human mankind, you should have snuffed him out so we wouldn't get his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's number five. So you can see where we're going. Hey, did, hey, did you have an achy, breaky heart after it? Yeah. He jumped off the stage in a mud puddle. It was an idiot. I wish it had jumped off and broke his neck. He was a complete idiot to everybody, the staff, everybody. I don't want to hear about what a great guy Billy Ray Cyrus was. I was there. I cussed him out. And to this that day, was his mullet. To this day. Did you say hi to his mullet? Uh, no, but. Did you pet day, it? Did you pet his mullet? I'm going to get his daughter naked and punch her in the mouth to get revenge. Thanks. Number four. Any Billy Squires concert. <laughs> yeah! Real quick, I love Billy Squires music. But as a live act, no. 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 Number three. Vince Neil, quit singing. You are horrible. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can do Vince Neil. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Ow! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, y'all saying, oh. Hey, hey, Mark, they're going to do You will testify to the fact that Motley Crue at one point was my favorite band in the whole world, was it not? Mine too, man. Shout at the devil and, and pre-shout pre at the devil. You got me. Yeah, yeah. After well, shout at the devil, leave me yeah, alone. Let me tell you what you want, don't want to set through. A 25th anniversary plan of Dr. Feel Good. Because half the songs are just bad. All right, here's one we've never talked about. It is the worst live band 
that you've heard on the radio and jammed out to. They live, they are horrible. I have seen them twice. Both times, I would have rather been in the lobby having to take a dump than listening to their songs. <laughs> It, it is painful. Wait a minute, someone, you had me at dump. <laughs> it is painful someone could be famous and be this bad. But they've had massive hits, massive radio, and they are the single worst band I've ever heard live. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I offer up to you Hinder. Horrible. Wow. Wait a minute. You said they put out one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, you said they put out good music. No. I said they put out popular music. Oh, I'm sorry. Because popular doesn't actually have to be good. You're right. Uh, you're, I, I, a you're a right. CD is a walk through heaven with Hinder compared to a live show. I, I mean, Listen. There's a dog dying out in the street right now, and I'd rather record that than listen to the <laughs> And absolutely the worst show I've ever seen. 100. You should still have me at dump. Uh, yeah. Can you, wait a minute. Can you imagine the music review? You're let, you open up the newspaper and you read it. <laughs> I went and took a bowel movement and said, I'm listening to this band. That's this band gave me a bowel movement. Hey, it was so bad. The second time I went back, I told the people I was with. Maybe like, the second time I went back. Because it was good bands up front. I, I, they were like, <laughs> you want to go see I was like, no, you don't. I said, I said, I'll sit through one. I'll give them one song. If it sounds as bad as I think it's going to sound, we'll come back in and we'll watch the main act. So my buddy and his wife is behind me. She's got on a Hinder shirt. She's telling me how great they are. They start the first song. I get up and leave. He beats me to the walkway up front. He goes, oh, my God, this is horrible. So now. Okay, imagine this tour. You ready? Hinder and Nickelback. Wow. Wow. I think Nickelback will blow him off. Hey, he will call it the We Suck Tour, but you're going to go anyway. Hey, do you remember when <laughs> me, you, and Mark, I mean, me and you and Mike would get in the basement and none of us knew notes and we're just figuring it out and we just pop. But yeah, it was still better than Hinder. Dank, 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 dank. Yeah. Number yeah. one. And I understand being a music stop, snob and you want fans to listen to you need music. And even if you. I don't like you. If you have a certain place in musical history, I will support you. We've already talked about how we both have an affinity for certain eras of Elton John. You know, oh God, certain certain bands. There's in my car right now is a Billy Joel greatest hits. When it's wait a wild. minute, wait a minute. <laughs> is Billy Joel's greatest hits a blank CD? <laughs> it's, there's two songs on it for me. There's track one and track seven. That's it. So it's piano man. It's, it's a, it's a, it's no piano no. man is a skip for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I sat through. Piano man making new drugs. <laughs> so God, that's terrible. So I sat through 
two hours of not knowing a single song that he played, and he's got hits on the radio. So Bruce Springsteen goes, I'll be back to play another two-hour set for you. And my buddy says, Are you serious? It was horrible, Mark. I didn't know you needed a, a handbook of all the songs he's wrote since he was born. I mean, that was not a song I knew what was. I mean, like, I jumped up the first solo. I was like, Clarence Clemens, yeah. Yeah, Will Steve Van Zandt, Bruce Springsteen. Next, I don't know this song. I, I don't know this song. You know what? Know. The, what he didn't is, either. What, what he didn't is? either. What oh, my gosh. So my buddy, who's a Bruce Springsteen fan, after an hour and a half of seeing Bruce Springsteen, looks at me and goes, you ready to go? And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. I can do Bruce Springsteen, you ready? Yeah. So I didn't make him well, leave, but he had to give me his keys. And I I went and sat in a car in the winter in Birmingham outside the BJCC when it was about 37 degrees before I sat through the second half of that show. Wait a minute. For people who do not know Birmingham, Bruce Springsteen was so bad for you. You went, you know, my life or listen to this, my life or listen to Bruce. I'm going to go out and take my chances and get shanked and shot in Birmingham, Alabama in the parking lot. Hey, I, I would have, I would have slept naked on the side of the road to have not listened to the second part of that. The crime in, outside that venue is horrible, and you risked it to get away from it. That That yes. is commendable. Yes, yes. It was Very that brave. Time. So. Wow. All right, man. This was a great show. We'll have to do some stuff like this again. <laughs> I, I, wait a minute. I still can't get over that you. <laughs> one, you saw Billy Cyrus, and then two, you went and saw Bruce Springsteen. Oh, God. Your, credit, your credit score should be down 50 points because of that. And neither one of them was as bad musically as Hinder. <laughs> Hinder's the only band I've ever seen with roadies that couldn't get in tune. Yeah. It just goes with the old joke. Better than the Black Crows. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we know we know the guys from Hinder ain't going to be following our page anytime soon. <laughs> Try to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed <laughs> insulting of some of the rock's worst musicians here on Outlaw X. Hey, and it can get worse than this. So, oh yeah. I, hey, I got some that were like, I got to see peaks of people's body parts that I didn't want to see on stage. But I'll leave that alone. You're like that, right, didn't add, that didn't add to your act. What what are we doing next? What are we doing in two weeks? We know we have it defined. I think we talked Allison Chain's dirt, but I've been bending your ear for STP Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, I've been listening to I, I've been listening to Stone Temple. It's in my regular rotation. So yeah, and I've been I've started reading Scott Wyland's book, and holy moly, what a torture dude! Let's do wow. it. Then. All right. I guess we're going to do the first album. Man, so I'll just real quick. We got to get out of here. My favorite two, and I don't have anybody fight me, is Core, and then Number Four. Everybody talks about Tiny Music and Purple. I love Number Four, and I love Core. Core just out of the gate. 
So real quick, I downloaded and got it. I, I've been listening to the core, the deluxe issue, where they got uh, the bass player Robert DL of DL D D Leo saved everything, and it's got all the demo tracks, even Scott talking on there, and uh, it's pretty. It's pretty phenomenal. It's also a little heartbreaking, but anyway, I'd love to do court. I, I, I'm I a court fan. I, Gosh, I like it's court. good. Core, the the core is downloaded on my phone right now. So let's do core. And it's 25 years old plus. Yeah, it's That's good hard time to, to do it. it. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to go check on two 11 year olds down at the swimming pool. Probably right now they're super gluing some old man to a table. Well, so, I tell you what, you ought to do. I'm going to give you some parenting skills. Get your phone. Cue up Hinder and tell him it's time to go. Oh, God, that'd clear the pool. Especially, hey, if you've never done it, go hit, go to go to YouTube and type in the Hinder Live. Also, no. And also, why don't you go out and eat a pile of dirt? It'll be about the same effect. <laughs> or, I believe it's got cat dirt in it. Or, or, or Angry Randall and Morgantown Mark. Oh, get high, get stoned, go home. Tinder, hinder, tinder is a cinder block around my leg. Good night. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs>